It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. It is 12 o'clock, and you know what that means. It is officially the lunch hour of the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show, and as always, the lunch hour of UCSS is sponsored by Colleague Companies Championship. Check them out at the famous Firestone Country Club, July 12th through the 16th. Fun, family-friendly events for everyone. Kids get in free. Concerts every night. Check them out at Firestone Country Club. It is the Colleague Companies Championship, July 12th through the 16th. You can find all the information at colleaguegolf.com. I was robbed. So, (laughs) with that, Let's get to the Cleveland athlete current trade list. All right, so Mike has compiled a list where he's ranking the top 10 Cavs, Guardians, Browns combined. They're not ranked on who's the best through who's the 10th best. They're ranked on who's got the most trade value through who's got the 10th most trade value. All right, he's going to go 10 to 1. We're going to talk about each one give a little bit but we can't we need the context of the whole list before we can be critical of anything else so take it away Mike that's the explanation before we get to that I want to explain to people where this idea comes from set it up in the full context then we'll go Cleveland specific Bill Simmons the owner of the ringer does it twice a year his annual NBA trade value column where he ranks the top 65 players in terms of their trade value once after the all-star break once after the championship so over the weekend he released his most updated list, and it starts like this, Steve. You could take this one full, 177. One through five, Jokic, the champion, the single most valuable trade asset in basketball. He passed Giannis at number two. He is Luka at three. Victor Wembanyama, who we assume will be a spur later this week, at four. Steph Curry at five. And then six through ten, real quick, is Tatum, Booker, Gilgis Alexander, Anthony Edwards, and Kevin Durant to round out the top 10. By the way, Bill Simmons is on my top five list of sports media people I'd like to kick in the teeth. He does a good job on this. So what's what's your problem with Bill Simmons, man? I don't know. He just, the way he talks sounds very whiny. He like whispers. I don't know this. I find him very irritating when he talks. I don't know him at all. Oh, I don't know him personally. It's completely irrational and insane that I'd want to kick him in the teeth. (laughs) Facts. But I thought it would sound funny to say that, and I just find it was my way of saying I find him annoying. Okay. And he's such a Boston homer. I don't like. I I don't. I'm irritated by homers in general. So, what's the matter, Mike? What'd you say? No, he doesn't shy away from the fact that he is a Boston homer. Yeah, no. So on the list, he ranks his top. 65, and there were three Cavs on the list. And Steve, you take 179 here. The three Cavs who made the list were Evan Mobley at 16 in the budding superstar category, and then Donovan Mitchell and Darius Garland at 23 and 26, respectively, in the F no, we're not trading them category. So that's the categories that he broke them down into. And the factors he used, which I also used in determining my rankings here, Steve, take next. Mm-hmm. Talent and skill, age, contract, positional value, and potential. So a quarterback obviously has more value than an offensive lineman, especially an interior offensive lineman. Some positions just get a bigger haul back than others. So those are the factors that I use in determining my top 10 current, as of today, June 20th, 12.05 p.m., most valuable trade pieces in Cleveland. Real quick, before we get to this, the fact that Cavs have three of the top 26 on his list is really impressive. 
Like, that's really impressive. Right. And they had four. Jared Allen fell out. He was on the list at the deadline at, like, 63. Because and it's the playoffs. Out. <laughs> but to have, I, I'm, I'd be curious to know how many other teams have three of the top 30. Probably not very many. No. I, man, so I, that, I agree that just with shows them. you like, I agree what I'm trying three. to say. That right. I agree with is the rest of the team is ass. <laughs> well, I mean, most of the – most teams in the league, if you're – I don't want to – let's go back to this. If you've got yeah. the top three or four, yeah. like – you got to have you. You got to have a little bit of depth, but the bottom yes. six through uh, seven through twelve is yeah. usually right interchangeable. Yep. But you got to have a few more pieces than what they do. Go ahead. Go ahead. Bradley Beal was sixty-five. Just to give you okay uh, idea, I, I thought oh the Suns might, but then I realized Bradley Beal is literally dead last on his list. Uh, quick scroll. I'm not sure if another team is three. Yeah. I don't see another team with with three. That is a very, very quick scroll, but I don't see. So In the top 30? No, I mean, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't see three. I just quickly scrolled, and maybe I overlooked. I see a bunch of teams with two, but I don't see anyone else with yeah. three. So that is Bill Simmons' list. I took okay. that idea, and I wanted to apply it to Cleveland athletes. Now, granted, and please don't – I'm not saying trade any of these guys. I know it's going to be taken as <laughs> Get your DMs trade. We are not, these are just <laughs> their current trade values. Don't listen to trade all of these guys. <laughs> I am not suggesting to trade any of these. It's actually an honor to be on this list because it means you get a quality haul back. One thing that he did not have on his criteria because he was only talking about basketball, and I just refresh my memory again, do you have the value of one player in their sport versus the other sport as a factor or no? Like, I guess inherently, but I didn't have an algorithm or formula to kind of figure out exactly So that's not really a factor here. So – and, and once again, it's impossible to compare what you get back for a baseball player versus a football player. Right. I did my best to find comparable deals, and this is my rankings. If you disagree, okay. let me know. If you think someone's way off. So we're going to present each guy. We'll talk about it real quick, and then after we do all 10, we'll discuss who's too okay. high, who's too low, what did I miss, what did I get right. So first we'll start with the honorable mentions. These are the first five guys who did honorable not make the mentions. list. This is, would be 11 through 15 if okay. I went that far. I think we could have figured that out. Oh, wow. And this is not in order, but these are the five guys who did right. not make the cut. Stephen Kwan, Tristan McKenzie, Denzel Ward, Martin Emerson Jr., and Jared Allen. Those were the first five who did not make my top ten. So with that, let us get to the top I, ten. I think McKenzie, if he, is not, if he doesn't have Tommy John surgery, is way ahead of those other four guys. Well, Go ahead. injuries matter. For me. So, McKenzie. I, talked to Mikey a little bit about this. Yeah. McKenzie was on the list yesterday. Oh, so. yeah, yeah McKenzie should probably be in the top 10, but maybe because of the injuries, taking yeah. him off. But OK, yeah. go ahead. I had when I talked to Jason, he was 10. I bumped him off. Yeah. Uh, All right. For one other guy. Yeah. So we'll start with number 10. And once again, we'll go through these guys, talk a little bit on them. All right. We and got then we'll go through 10. So number 10 is Shane Bieber. He's in the second year's arbitration. He's an unrestricted free agent in 2025. His current average cap hits 10.1 million and a comparable deal. I thought you could get back in return for him right now based on some of the proposals out there is 75% of what the Reds got for Luis Castillo last year, which was two top-tier prospects, two mid-tier guys. So I think 75% you get one legit Wasn't prospect. Wasn't Castillo a free agent at the end of the year? Last year, no. He's, he had a year and a half, just like Bieber does oh, right okay. now. So they got two top prospects. I think for Bieber, who's not having the same caliber of year Castillo as last year, you get one top prospect, one major leaguer, and then one mid-prospect. younger Castillo, I think. No, Castillo just turned 27, so he's a year. Really? A year, a year. Castillo's a stud. Yeah. I know Castillo's a stud. I don't know why I thought he was older. Wow, that shocks me. So that is what I thought yeah. Go ahead. the equivalent value for Shane Bieber would be. Do you think I'm way off on what I think his value okay. would be? You said 2-2. Two, two and, and, uh, I think you get one top-tier prospect, 
one legit By the way, major no league hit in baseball and there's no I, I know I was, I was trying to make it consistent across the board for all these guys all right, so to give enough. you an idea of what they're making Got yeah it. that's reasonable if you talk about one prospect one guy that can help you down in one mid tier this is part of the reason this is I think what the Guardians are trying to figure out I know for this exercise maybe this doesn't apply but I think this is what the Guardians are spending the next what five six weeks trying to figure out is what do they want back for them do you want a one for one legitimate power hitter you can plug into the lineup yeah do you want to go the route Mikey's talking about with more prospects I know for the sake of the exercise we're trying to do prospects and everything but I don't think frankly I don't think the Guardians know what they want to get back for Shane I, I mean right I, I in a perfect world they'd go one for one I don't know that the hitter that you'd have to get one for one I don't know that any team is trading that hitter for Shane Bieber right uh, yeah I because well, you it not only a hitter but a hitter with multiple years of control right you want like, three like who's years trading of that guy for a pitcher yeah, I, I don't and, know. that's got some questionable peripheral numbers right and don't they and don't the guardians have but a pitching limit is more valuable than hitting don't so. they have a limit on the age that they're gonna like you know I don't remember them signing too many 31 or 32 year old power hitters like in deals like that come in trades. Yeah, well, it would have to be younger guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. it's not an age thing. Yeah. It's a how much they make thing. Right. I, I, I think it's going to be. I, I'm curious to see the rest of the list. Yeah, the it's going to be hard to rank until we see the whole thing. Right. Because my first thing thought is, well, he should be higher on the list, but but I don't. I got to really see the rest of the list. We'll Go see. Ahead. So next up, number nine. This came down to two guys who I thought could really be in this position, and after talking to Tyvis, I ended up going with Greg Newsom. At number nine, just over no. Martin Emerson, hmm. they both have three years of contractual uh, ability left. He's signed through twenty twenty four. He's his fifth year, first round pick option. The Browns could pick up for twenty twenty five. His average cap hits three point eight million. You're, and a comparable I, trade deal I found for him yeah. was Marcus Peters. There's not an exact deal. No cornerbacks of his stature, his draft pick don't get traded very often. But for Marcus Peters, they got a second uh, second round pick and a Kenny uh, Kenny <coughs> Young, a linebacker. So you're getting a second or third round pick and I, a late round pick. For I just think, I don't know, maybe we're looking at different. I think you're getting, I think the Guardians comparatively are getting way more for Bieber than the Browns are for Greg Newsom. Yeah, because I remember, because even when we saw about one versus one. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Um, you know, trades, like they talked about him and Jerry Judy, right? And they were saying like, oh, no, the Broncos aren't trading straight up a nuisance for Jerry Judy. Right. The Browns got to add something into that. And Jerry Judy's not a top. And he's not a top receiver no. at all. Uh, like, I mean, I defer to Ty because he knows more about defensive backs in the NFL than I do. I would have taken Emerson over Newsom. I'd have put Newsom right, on the mention. I'd had Emerson on the list. I wouldn't have either on the list. I'd have Emerson. Yet. I think Emerson's going to be a beast, and I understand that's projecting. He had one solid year, yes, and I know. it was not a high pick. I know. Well, I don't care that he wasn't a high pick. He's massive with long arms, and he's a great ball coverage. Now, again, he's got to do it again. Yeah. I really like him. All right, number eight, Mike. Number eight, we're going back to the Guardians here. And this was a tough one. I think he's hard to value, and this positional value hurts him a little bit. But I went with Emmanuel Classe at number eight. 
He has a very, very, very team-friendly deal. His average cap hit, he's making about $4 million. He has club options in 27-28, so the Guardians, essentially, if he doesn't fall off, will be here until the 2028 season. I looked at some comparable deals to Andrew Miller and Aroldis Chapman, where you got one top-tier prospect back. Glaber Torres in the uh, Chapman. Chapman deal, yeah. and even with the, the Yankees, they got Clint Frazier back, who was the Guardians' top prospect at the chance, and then two mid-tier prospects for those guys. So right, with Emmanuel and none of those Classe, guys out. Well, but well obviously did, it didn't pan out. Well, the Miller deal. Well, but Torres. Tor, well, I I would say that the Yankees would say Torres hasn't panned out. Like Torres has been. They expected not Torres great. to be they an All Star. He's not an All Star. Yeah. Well, Torres compared to what? Well, the Guardians gave up nothing. Yeah. The Guardians guys were all bust. I mean, I, if, that's what I was talking about. If but even Torres has overall been a disappointment in his Yankee career. He's a good major leaguer, but they thought he was going to. I thought he, and they thought he was going to be a superstar. Yeah. And yeah. He's not. No, he's not a superstar, but, but he's, he's a good a, player. He's a solid everyday. He's a good player. player. But uh, I don't those traits are weird comparisons because those guys were rental or they those guys Chapman was a rental. Yeah. Andrew Miller had a year and a half left, I think. Which is why I think you get a little more for Classe. However, and Classe's contract is nothing for the best closer in baseball or one of the best closers in baseball. However, teams now I, I don't think would give up as much as they did then. The Cubs was a unique situation because they hadn't won the World Series ever or, you know, in our lifetime. Closers of running backs. No, uh, that's not no, true. No, no, they true. have value. I mean, you'd I, get a lot for Class A, I, I mean, but they got not value. as much as you would have gotten seven years ago. Like, I'm not saying they don't have no value, but it's very rare for teams to, like, give up a bunch of stuff just for a closer. Like, like think about it. If I wanted to, if, if you got Class A right, what is the difference between – a the top-notch closer and just a good closer. It's a big difference. A lot. It is. It is a big difference because he's the top-notch and he's under control for a lot of years. Yeah. And not getting paid anything. Even though in general, I agree, teams these days are not giving up as much for closers. In his specific case, teams would. Yes. In his specific, it's very unique to him only. I don't think there's another relief pitcher in baseball. And, but listen, Josh Hader got traded last year, and they got a good return. You know, at least. Potential, whether those guys pan out, who right. knows? I think one of the I think one of the reasons he would get a, a, a bigger return is the fact that you know the, he's on a very team friendly deal. It's the it's and like one of the best put, contracts in baseball. He, he's getting paid team. pennies. Like that's why I'm waiting to see if Jose Ramirez is on this list. Oh, it might be the second the best contract in baseball, and the first best contract in baseball is coming up in a yeah, couple picks. Don't worry. All right, number seven. We are staying with the Guardians, though. Staying in the Guardians infield, not Jose, Andres Jimenez. Who just signed another team-friendly deal? Now he would be even higher on this list. I don't know list. that I consider that a team-friendly deal. I consider it a, just a neutral deal. No, mm -hmm. it's a it's a hundred percent a team-friendly deal. If he plays, puts up last year's numbers. If he puts and up I this do year's believe, numbers, it's not. Yeah, I do believe he'll get back to that. As Jason said a bunch, of that. I don't think you go from a seven-war guy to forgetting the comparable deal. I looked up for him was Luis Arise last year, who was traded from the Twins to the Marlins. The Marlins gave up Pablo Lopez, one of their top pitching prospects and another young guy, I can't remember his name, but two top 10 prospects in the organization and a number of 17 guys, so three top 20 prospects. I think you get a similar return for Jimenez, who is a plus hitter at a valued position on a long-term yeah. control. I, I this is yes, a, a medium sauce. That's a medium sauce contract. I, I don't think you can I, get that I don't that think much. it's that team-friendly. Yeah, okay, if you had a seven war every year, it would be. I don't think it was realistic to think you have, have a seven have war classic. every year. I think Jimenez probably... I think he's probably 10 on this list. I'd have Bieber and Fosse higher. I agree. I agree. Luis Arise, 
is so unique because he's got no power and no speed, but he's just elite at getting on base. Yeah. I mean, it's like we've never seen recently. It's, it's weird. But yeah, hey. trying to find exact comparable yeah, deals. There's never like no, apples to I think apples. Your, compar- your comparisons have actually been pretty good. Thank you. Yeah. All right, number six. How about Deshaun Watson? Now, I know the Browns gave up a ton for him. Three first-round picks, gave him the contract. He signed through 2026. He got the fully guaranteed deal. His average cap hit is $53.5 million. Comparable deals. I looked at what the Jets gave up for Aaron Rodgers, which was a, a pick swap this year and a second or first next year. I looked at the Jay Cutler deal from Denver to the Bears, which was a first and a third. I don't think you get three first-round picks back for Watson. Actually, I know for a fact you're no going to get three first-round picks. No but chance. I do still, do still think you'd get a first-round pick plus a little something back for Watson today if he were on the trading block. And I value NFL first-round picks more than I value NBA picks yeah. or baseball prospects. Yeah, I mean, the Watson thing is tricky. He's the hardest guy for me he to He still rank. certainly has value, but his value from when the Browns traded him is way down. Because he played and didn't play well, right. and he signed a massive contract. I think even though you knew that was coming, he's probably the one guy on the list where value is in the eye of the beholder. Because there's probably right. there's teams yeah. out there that would give you two or three number ones for him. I believe that. Still, yes, yes, and I think Maybe there's teams, two. I, three, and there's I teams that won't touch, but not him. many teams. I, I, I didn't say, but many. there only has to be one or two. That's exactly. So it. There's 25 teams that wouldn't even think about. Yes, I, I, I yes. think there's maybe three to four teams that believe he could put up MVP numbers next year. Yeah. I don't know that anybody would give up the same price. You think Tampa would? Look who they're starting. Look who their quarterbacks are. You think they would give up? I think they'd give up two. Three may be a stretch. I think they'd give up two. Three's a stretch. Yeah, I could could be talked into two. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. All right, so just to recap, 10 through 6. We had Bieber at 10, Newsom at 9, Classe at 8, Jimenez at 7, Watson at 6. At number 5, I have Darius Garland. Now, he signed a big deal, the rookie max extension last year. He's under contract through the 2027-2028 year. His cap hit, just shy of $40 million and a comparable deal for a guy of his stature, his age, his position. I thought you'd get back about 75% of what the Jazz got for Donovan Mitchell for a Darius Garland trade right now. I have him at number five on my trade list. I think that's high. I, I think I'd, I'd have him on the list. I think the contract hurts him a little bit because yeah. of the, how big the number is. And he's not it. He's good, but not as good as the number. Yeah, I, I think Donovan had accomplished more in Utah at the time of the trade, just in terms of all-star appearances no and doubt. everything else. Yeah, he did say 75% yeah, of Donovan. Yeah, but. I know. Um, yeah. I, think, I think Darius belongs on the list, but I think yeah. I'd have him a little bit lower. I would have Watson ahead of Darius. Probably, yeah. Even though you think he would get you'd get more, but you're right. In the end, there's a couple of I think there's a lot of teams that would have there'd be more teams interested in Darius, yes, than in Deshaun Watson, hundred percent. But yes. ultimately, the teams that were interested in Watson, there you might even get three three first round picks. The more I think about it, you're He's, right because because ultimately, if you need that quarterback, there's nothing more important. This than might be the last offseason you can get That's three number one. If he's bad this year, then you get nothing. Nothing. More. Yeah, nothing. Yeah, nothing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, Darius. I think it hurts him is he's a little slight, slightly built. Like he does if, need to get. If yes. he was big, if like if he was like a big, like I'm a six five, two, you know, two hundred yeah. pound guy where. You know, you just was – and he's not really super-duper athletic. I mean, he gets by with it. You know, he can get by you, but he's just not – he doesn't have the physical stature that, you know, you would like to see. He's had some injury things. He, yeah. he, you can beat him up a little bit. So, for me, he has yeah. some trade value, but I don't right. think it's, it's 
crazy high. All right, well, we know who the top four are. We just don't know what order they're in. Right. The to me, there four, was an easy top three. The top four are Mobley, Mitchell, Jose, and Miles Garrett. Yep. That is correct. And I think one of those four does not belong with the other three in terms of their return. And I think the outlier is Donovan Mitchell. And I think he still has tremendous wow. trade value. Coming in at fours is obviously no slight, but he's only under contract through two seasons or through this 2024-25 season. Then he has the player option, which based on how salaries are continuing to rise and rise and rise, I think it's very unlikely no matter where he is, he would accept that player option. His average cap hits $35 million. I think if they were to trade him today, they'd get about 75 to 80% of what Utah got for him. Just based on So the in other words, you think – the Cavs could get equal value that Garland or Mitchell is equal value in a trade right now? I think it's pretty close, yeah. Did I think Jason, Donovan's you, a little you guys more. Agree with that? Jason, I think a Jason. little more, but I think it's pretty close. I think I think you might be able to sneak a little more in Darius Garland. I, I don't think Donovan Mitchell's is that that crazy given his unique circumstances. We talk about Bradley Bill's unique circumstances and why mm -hmm. the Wizards could get it. Well, if you're the Cavs and you say for instance you wanted to trade Donovan Mitchell today. Well, it, you, there's always been already been rumors that he wants to play for another team. So that kind right, of right. diminishes. That's true. Then, That's fair. Then if you move him now, you got one year, right? So that means you would have to move him today. The team that traded for him would have to be a contender. Right. And, or the Knicks. <laughs> or, or the Knicks. Yeah. And that contender would need to either go to the finals or be in the, in the conference right, right, right. finals for him to consider staying. I, I mean, at this point, if you're another team, you're not trading for him unless you're clearly a championship clearly. contender or you have some sort of guarantee that he's going to stay, which yeah. is unlikely. Do you agree that, that Darius gets more back in the trade today than, than Donovan? I think, yeah, yeah. I, Mikey had it like kind of even. I think Darius brings back more because of the contract, because he's under control longer. Right. I think Donovan's probably about half. He said 75%. I think it's probably more 50%. Yeah. Half of what they gave up, they could recoup. And again, yeah, like the Knicks offer would probably be similar to what they gave last year, but it wasn't overwhelming in what they were offering for Donovan. So, so and I don't know if there's another thing. There would be. Roll, there, there would be another roll team. That, so okay, so just 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 for hypothetical saying. If You're the Cavs are like, I can feel it coming. Hypothetically, Good. hypothetically, if you wanted to make a movie, say, listen, you go to New York, you say, listen, hey, listen, uh, we know he want to kind of, kind of come here. What are you willing to give us? And you might be able to, we'll take him, get, get him to New York a year early. What's, what's your thoughts? What could the Cavs get back from the Knicks? I think the Knicks are probably going to offer similar to what they offered Utah. They're not going to go. And what any, was that? What was that, Mike? It was Barrett. It was. It was Barrett, Toppin, and three firsts. But I don't think you're getting three firsts anymore. Three was it? Was New York offering three? I don't think or maybe two and a pick swap. Maybe that's what it was. Yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> I, the 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 all the all time deal. Huh. We're getting off track. The yeah. all time deal was Anthony Davis, and what New Orleans was able to extract from L.A. Like that, that's the type of deal that you. But you're not going to get that right. this time around. Um. If you said, if they say, I'm going to give you Toppin, I'm going to give you Quickly, and I'm going to give you um, R.J. Barrett and a pick. I I personally, I would not trade Donovan this offseason. Like, you're already all in. Yeah, that's go. crazy. To so trade let's go. Like, run this thing back another yeah. year. And I think that there's a lot of internal growth with this roster still. There's another level for them to get to. Like, let's, let's see it again. I, I think trading him now for three, you know, Solid players doesn't make a lot of sense. So if you get to if you so let me ask you this in question. In the NBA, more than anywhere else, four quarters do not equal a dollar. 
Okay, that's right. Donovan's a dollar. You're trading me four quarters. So, so let me ask you: if, if, if say for instance, after say this year they don't win a championship or whatever the case may be, how much value do you lose from? Because you we just talk about significant, the thing. significant. So, so you go from not getting a pick. I don't think you would even get a pick at that point. You oh yeah, would, you would. You, so yeah. you're saying you get a pick, but say you only maybe get two players, and one of them is a is a borderline starter. I don't know. It's hard because. We have to let this year play out. Yeah. What does this look like? Uh, obviously, it's, it goes back to baseball and the Bieber thing. The less control you have over a guy, the less the value That's is. Right. But I think that there would still be enough significant value. I want to see. I want to see this one more time. I want to see this with Donovan and Darius right. again. That's why I've been saying yeah. this whole. It's going to be tricky ended. when they trade him anyway, because every other team knows he wants to play for the next. Yeah, year. there's a lot yeah. riding on this year. No there's doubt. a lot riding on this year. Let's get. To I'm three. surprised you guys thought that Garland would bring back more than Mitchell, but we'll we'll discuss that at the very end here. Yeah. Number three. The top three, I'm one with Jose Ramirez. He has an unbelievably team-friendly deal. He's nah. only making $20 million per year, nah, give nah, or take. You blew it here. No, I see. I, di- I disagree here. He signed through 2020. No way Miles Garrett brings back more than Jose Ramirez. Comparatively I, I he, in their sport, no way. I, I think he would. I'll, I'll explain why when we're done here. Yeah, right. I, I don't want to give away if Garrett's one or two here. But I think a comparable deal to what you would get back for – Jose Ramirez is what the Dodgers gave up for Mookie Betts at the Red Sox, which was Alex Verdugo, the number one prospect in their system, uh, a center fielder whose name's drawn, drawn a blank on right now, who was the number six prospect in their system, a major leaguer who's an average major leaguer, and then another top 30 prospect. I think they get more because Jose is locked into the best contract in – I do agree. It's the best the contract best in sports. Post in sports. arbitration contract in baseball. I agree with that. It is the best contract in baseball. Mookie Betts hadn't signed. No, the, the Dodgers had to sign him to a large deal, which is why they probably didn't get even more. Right. That's what I'm saying. The Guardians would get, I think, way more than the than the Red Sox got for, or, yeah, for the Red Sox got for Mookie More Betts. than two elite prospects? Yes, absolutely. Jason G? It comes down to... What he said at the start is like, yeah. what are you, are you valuing? How much value are you putting on an NFL first round pick versus a baseball top prospect, which has a better hit rate? Yeah, but like, for what do you what do you think you're getting for Miles Garrett? We'll get there in one you're second. Not multiple we'll, we'll, we'll get there. Picks. Oh, oh yes, you are. Oh yeah, you are. Oh yeah, you are. Yeah, you are. Multiple at this point. Hold oh, on. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get right. there. So don't, I had Jose at three. Yeah don't, yeah, don't don't steal the thunder. Don't, don't, don't do it. We'll get don't. there. So the top two comes down to and don't take it, Steve. Evan Mobley and Miles Garrett. And I talked to Jason about this yesterday. I talked to Jay about this. I talked to Earl about this. I talked to Tyvis about this. And I talked to my two friends who are video coordinators in the NBA to try to get as many opinions on how to equally value what you'd get back for each player. I'm going to tell you what I think each player would get back, then I'll tell you who's number two and who's number one. I think for Evan Mobley, you get about 70% of the Gobert slash Kevin Durant trade return, which would be three first-round picks, a pick swap, and an starting caliber player, a young a young player you think could be a piece. I looked at the Khalil Mack trade as what you could get as a possible return on investment on Miles Garrett, which was two first-round picks and a mid-round pick. And at the end of the day, I went with Evan Mobley at number two and Miles Garrett at three because I do believe NFL first-round picks are the single most valuable asset in this entire project. Two of those outweighs three first-round picks – and I don't love the young players. I don't know how Mobley you can say two NFL picks and are Miles more valuable. Garrett, number one. I mean, they're all crapshoots. Yeah, but it's a lot easier 
I, I think NFL first-round picks are more valuable than NBA. Does because it depend where they are? Well, yeah, but that's what I was going to say. Yeah, when top, you get past the top five, five in the NBA, yeah, right. the value I falls just don't off know. drastically. You could, find, you could find a Hall of Famer. I mean, you could in the NBA, too. But it's a lot easier at 22, 23, 24 who's going to find someone that's going to impact you right now and have a monster year. Whereas a lot of times, NBA guys, 22, 23, 24, But in the end, the draft pieces. pick is a crapshoot no matter where Absolutely. it is. Absolutely, well, it is. Yeah. Just to give you context, like this year's NBA draft, it is a three-player draft. Teams are upset they got the fourth pick. The Khalil Mack trade was the Bears and Raiders, right? Correct. Yeah. Has any other defensive lineman, pass rusher, been traded for multiple first-round picks recently? Bradley Chubb last year. Got traded for multiple first-round picks? Um, give me one sure second. Well, well, Bradley Chubb got traded for multiple first-round picks. Then I'm I wrong. think Miles 100 is. Bringing I just back. can't. I just think it's stupid to trade multiple first-round picks for a pass rusher. I, well, I, it, I, it, you just said it's a crapshoot. Okay, so here's this. Let me so, ask you this. Yeah, fair. If you, <laughs> hey, if you was, I, I look at it like this. Yeah. If you was the Dallas Cowboys and you said I'm, a, I'm going to get Miles Garrett, you have Michael Parsons. They're automatically Not Super fair. Bowl favorites. I, I mean, if they trade for Bradley Chubb, for I just didn't think defensive linemen I mean, got traded. Because no matter how good they were for two, Chubb first was only one first. It was one first and a third. I apologize. I yeah. feel like now Miles Garrett's better than Bradley Chubb, a lot yeah. better. If yeah. if you was if you wanted to really, I know defense can't win championships, right? Yeah. You, but listen, if you get Miles Garrett in like another top, like Miles Garrett and Michael Parsons is devastating. You're not, you can't get away from that. Like, they would be automatically yeah. the team coming out of the NFC. It's just, you couldn't stop it. I, I hear you, but if you're trading Miles, like, think about it. If you're trading Miles Garrett for, even if you do get two first round picks, if you got that, they'd be late first round picks because it's only good teams that are going to make that trade. And no shitty team in the top 10 pick is making that and trade. And that's why I want their number two pick. I want a second round pick, too. Okay, but I just think, I think. I think you get two first and a mid-round pick for Miles Garrett. I, I, yeah, but they're two f- late firsts. I, I'm just so – to, to so me, it's a first-round pick to first-round so pick. Would, I actually would put Jose Ramirez one. I'd put Mobley one. I think it's Mobley. And I would put Mobley two and Garrett three for I, me. I heard a little bit about what teams – how teams are coveting that Mobley pick even yeah. before the draft, and he's lived up to it. Yeah. And I think teams look at Mobley and say he's on a team that's trying to win, so they haven't necessarily right. developed his We can develop his game and a little make bit him a more, superstar. Yeah, I, I, I actually think it's Mobley number one. In terms I think of, the list is good overall. I mean, I think the only change I would make is I would have Tristan McKenzie instead of Greg Newsom in the top ten. Fair. Fair. Uh, and, and I would change the order a little bit, but I mean, I think it's, I mean, it's a good list. Yeah. Yeah. You did, did, you did an excellent job with that project there, Mike. I spent a lot of time last night doing that. That was good. Like I like that. I mean, that was, that was really good. I mean, uh, I think you're, to me, you undervalued the baseball guys a little bit. And I get it. One baseball player doesn't make the impact. But I think, if, but you said you weren't factoring in that into your equation. And in my mind, I'm like, what could you get back? Like, for Jose Ramirez, I think you can get back proven. Like, I, I, I don't even think Mookie what they got from Mookie Betts is close to what you get for Ramirez. You're talking about a top ten player in baseball. So yeah, so give me, who give plays me the, the infield and has the most team friendly contract of any superstar Power in the speed, game. Gold Glove caliber. Right, there's no flaw in his game. Yeah. So give He's me not, the return. Walk a lot, but give me the return package. You think? I mean, and once again. This is total speculation for all these. Who and knows what it's get also back. hard because if are, are you trying to trade him for prospects? Are you trying to trade him for you guys know, if he's, now? If he's on the Red Sox and you're trading him, it's probably a different package that you're asking. Right. I, that would be That's tricky. But I think if you were trading him for prospects 
And remember, I yes, prospects, you're comparing prospects to draft picks. I don't think that's an apples to apples comparison. I mean, not I, mean, the, I think you could say a top five prospect in an organization is a first round pick. But is it but those guys have at least they're playing professionally. They're not playing in the majors. And some of them may have major league experience. If you get three of a team's top five, and again, just because Baseball America ranks them doesn't mean the teams actually agree with the rankings. Right, right, right. But let's just use Baseball America. Or let's use Keith Law from The Athletic. The top five, if you have three right. of the top five, to right. me, that's, th- that's three first-round picks. Yeah, and you would absolutely get three, three top five top prospects, prospects for Jose Ramirez. 100%. Yeah. I think- because there's nothing... If you're another team, you're like, the guy's great. He's not old. He's got a great contract. He's never in trouble. He's never in trouble. He's never hurt. I mean, he he has injury factored into his last season, but he's basically missed no time in his career. Uh, The only negative is that, yeah, you're three, four years away from him being where he starts getting a little older. But but prospects, I think prospects in baseball take so long to pay dividends. But not really. It depends. You're seeing more and more young guys come into the league and have an impact than ever before. If you are a top 10 pick in the NFL, you're starting. It just is what it is. You're a starter, like even if you're a quarterback. Like nowadays, you you're starting when you're you're they, if you get drafted in top ten as a left yeah. tackle, you're a starter. But it doesn't mean you're good. Well, I'm I'm just saying that you mean you're starting that year. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, if the Guardians obviously they would never trade Jose, but in theory, if they traded Jose, they would get three pros. They could get three prospects that are ready to play right away that might even be in the majors already. Yeah. Like okay. if you traded him to the Cardinals, let's say the Cardinals, like you'd get Jordan Walker, who's their best prospect, who's already in the majors. He struggled early, came and now he's played better since he come, came back. Like if you if you traded him, I could go to any team and go to their best young player outside of a few guys. And, like, we could take him and then your two best prospects in AAA right now. So, the Cardinals are not realistic, obviously, because they have Nolan Arenado. They wouldn't do this. But hypothet- no, I know. No, no, no. But, but hypothetically yeah. speaking, to use that. So, Jordan Walker is their number one outfield pro- number one prospect in the organization, plays yeah. the outfield, MLB ready. Do you think you could get a Jordan Walker, Tyler O'Neill, and their top one of their top three pitching prospects in I don't think that would be years? enough if yeah. I'm the Guardians. Yeah. For real? 100%. Uh, again, he like if you look at every other superstar, there's a negative as to why not to trade for him. Be, you know, Aaron Judge, the contract's huge. Shohei Otani, I got to sign him to an extension. I could go every uh, for every other guy. There's no flaw in Jose. He's not old. He's got a great contract. He's got speed. He's got power. He, he you know, not elite at getting on base, but good enough. Great teammate. Never injured. Like there's no flaw whatsoever. And you got him locked up for the next whatever. What is it? Set six years? Five years. I think. Through twenty-eight. Yeah. And so even in the last year of the contract, I think he's only going to be 33, 34 maybe. It's not a Miggy contract. It's not a Miggy no. Career. It's not going to kill you. It's not. Taking it's the you best contract in baseball. So you said you would have Jose number one, Bull. I would. I would have Jose one, Mobley two, Miles three. Jason, but I think your, it's really close. Between Jason, those what's three. your top three? I have Mobley, I want to hear your top three. I have Mobley one because he's on a rookie deal still. Yeah, and you've got controllable years of him for. But like, Jose's know, so much four, better more years. right now than Mobley is in his sport. That's why I had him one. Well, yeah, right now he is. Yeah, but I, I just, I think Mobley because of the contract situation uh, and how team. Now again, he's got to. Yeah. If he could shoot it better. I don't think it would be close. I, you could make a compelling case for Jose one. I think it's close between Jose and Evan one and two, uh, and I probably would have Miles three on. You got list. Miles one. I got one I, because what I could do is, if you a team, you got to think about it like this. Like, I already got my first round pick, 
So now I got two first round picks this year, two first round picks next year. Yeah. And if I'm no, done, the Browns don't have a first round. Well, pick I'm just year. saying if yeah. they trade it, like if you're a team, yeah. if, if I was a team, you not necessarily the Browns, but if I'm trading him, I'm looking at the fact in a vacuum that if I do have my first round pick and I'm trading him and I think you get another second or you could get a third in one year. By the way, too. I'm thinking about this now. I wouldn't even have Miles Garrett three. Now that I think about it, I'd have him four. I think you, I, I think Jason's right. I think you ultimately, if you right now, if the Browns right now said, all right, Deshaun Watson and Miles Garrett both on the block, Miles I think Garrett. they would ultimately get more for Watson than they would for Garrett. No, I Disagree. think it'd be really close. Because of the positions that they Well, you just said, Miles percent- Garrett, you think they could get three first for Watson. Well, I said two, I, and maybe three. I said for sure two and maybe But there's three. no maybe three with Miles Garrett. No, it's two. It's two. I could Miles. get a second round pick. I, so the be- the beauty the I don't think they get two ones at a two. Yep. The beauty of this is I have my list, and yeah. we have three of y'all out there, and you guys all have a different number one. Earl, what do you think real quick? Who, how would you do the top three? I think I would go Miles third, Jose uh, – Miles third, Evan Mobley second. I would go Deshaun Watson first. So that's four different four different wow, number one Sean choices. One. How how I many mean, how many ones argument. how many ones do y'all say you get for you get two ones guaranteed? That's what you the premise for Watson for Watson. Yeah, I'm not as convinced as you guys that you can get two ones for Miles. I might be crazy, but no, I think you for sure get two ones. For I don't I don't know who for sure outside of outside of uh, what's his name. Well, how mentioned? many of these guys become available in the prime of their careers? Like, there's Never. not much of a sample size for that. That's Never. why it's That's hard fair. to find. So Richard C. So going back, I looked up the biggest trade returns on defensive ends. Yeah. So Richard Seymour, this is 2009. So very different eras. Uh, nothing, uh, nothing bef- in the, before the last 10 years to me matters. It's not comparable. Uh, so then Jared Allen. Offense yeah. means so much more now. Yeah, I mean, there, there's not a huge track record. It's Khalil, only Khalil Mack is the most comparable, and he was two first-round picks. Yeah. So I get. You're probably right. You probably would get two, but yeah, I. I don't think there's any debate. I think you for sure get two for Miles, and you're getting two, and you're getting something else. Yep. Linebacker. Yeah. A player, guy, if you want it, mid-round pick. I still think in the end you'd get more comparatively in their sport for Mobley and Ramirez and and even Watson. And, 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 but here's what I'm here's what I'm saying. Yeah. If you say, for instance, you got a defense, right? And you you may think, guess what? My quarterback may not be top ten, but he's a top fifteen guy. We've we've won with him, and you already got a really good defense or pieces and parts. Like think about it. You bring Miles Garrett is so good defensively that you would bring up the play of your defense to a level where you could be a Super Bowl contender. Like to me, the only way you could become a Super Bowl contender overnight is if you get a quarterback or a generational pass rusher. I think you could if, even receiver to me is too hard to move the needle. Say for instance, if think about it like I, this, I, I I probably received criticism for this as much as I love Miles Garrett. He's not Aaron Donald, but if you but watch this, it, but but if you got Aaron Donald, yeah, and you go get Miles Garrett, so you're, it's yeah, crazy. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, if the Cowboys got Miles Garrett, are you changing your win total for them? Yes. By how much? Two game, two three games. Two three games, bro. You, you are you got to. Um, this is stackables. Like you got that is a cheat code. You, Gee, have come you seen, on now. Have you, you seen? You ain't changing their win total two, three games. Why not? For a defensive lineman? Because you already got a star. Can you I imagine that, how good? Can, can you imagine? Have you seen Michael Parsons play? 
Of course I've seen him play. That means you got the two best pass rushers in the game. I know that, but I, I, you're not, I, I don't think Miles Garrett brings two, three wins to a team. It depends on what that. it depends on what team he goes to. You telling me? Hold on. I don't think any non-quarterback is worth two, three wins. Nobody, not it, even Aaron Donald. Watch this. Prime. If you put if you put him you put him on the Pittsburgh Steelers, you telling me they ain't getting they don't go from eight wins last year to ten? I don't think so. Come on, man. Come I on, bro. Why? You you put him? What do you mean? Why? I think three is a stretch, but you I, two I, wins. I think, it, but two. I think one and a if half. If Miles two. Garrett doesn't play in a game, does the point spread change? No, well, he didn't yeah. play in the one game yeah. last year against. Yeah, Atlanta. I think it would change. I don't think it's going to change. What's going to change? Half a point, probably. I think it changed a point last now, year. If a good, if a good quarterback chain doesn't play, it's worth a touchdown. Sure, but that, but it's I the, still I, think over the course of a season. Yeah, I still think he's worth. I'd say he's worth one and a half. I think he's worth one and a half. Yeah, wins. I don't know. Man, that, that I don't is, think any non-quarterbacks worth. I, I, one I, I, I'm not sure about that. Be, well, I look at it. It's just not Miles Garrett by himself. I'm saying that if you take him, and no, put I, him get, with, I get. If it. you put him with Chris Jones in Kansas City, yeah. you're not blocking him. Good luck. Good luck dropping yeah. back. Good uh, luck dropping back, throwing the ball 40 times a game because you can't guard both of those dudes. You cannot double team him. Like Chris Jones will either have 20 sacks or Miles Garrett will have yeah, 20. Yeah, but l- listen, it, I mean, there's a lot of good defensive lines. You're not getting to the quarterback every time. But do you, when we talk about and the ju- game is so offensive based. I just but think the you know these are generate. You guys think these are generational defensive ends. That's like saying I got Lawrence Taylor and Reggie White. I don't agree with that. I, I don't think Miles Garrett's in that category. I think he's he's a, he's a level below those guys. I, well, he has more time to go. But if you talk yeah. about Miles Garrett, is definitely a generational talent when it comes to defensive ends. He's big. He's fast. He's. I guess it depends how you define generational talent. Well, he's a Hall of Fame talent, I think. Yeah. Right? Are we? Yeah, he's yeah, a Hall of Fame. Probably yes. Yeah, yeah, he's a Hall of Fame. A guy that comes in day one. You think he's as good as Lawrence Taylor, Reggie no. White in that conversation? I don't no. think he's. He's. I mean, that's he's the greatest t- of all time. Right. That's he's not in that now, category. I did a th- I did a story on him a couple of years ago. He was on pace, like he was close to the Bruce Smith type career sack numbers. I haven't looked at it lately, but it's he not was, a fair comparison. I'm They're just throwing saying, the ball way more now. I, I'm so just saying, more if you just look at the numbers, and I understand you can make numbers say whatever you want. Yeah, he was on pace a couple of years ago. Yeah, he was stride for stride with the greatest with some of the greatest. Right, Mike Garrett. Yeah, he has the sixth most sacks through six seasons ever. I mean, I don't know how many defensive ends played since ever, yeah. but that's a lot. Uh, listen, Miles Garrett's a great player. He's probably going to be a Hall of Famer if he stays healthy and does this for a few more years. But he's not on Reggie White's level. Not on. He's he's but yeah, there's, on tier there, two, which is still a, an incredible tier. I was going to say. Yes. Yeah, I mean, yeah. there's some pretty good players. Yeah, yeah I mean, you, he, he is one of the best pass rushers in the game it, today. Yeah. But I don't think he has the, like, to me, Aaron Donald, like, makes more impact than He's on a level, not anymore, but he was on a level by himself. So, so let's, so we'll go there. If you put Aaron Donald on the yeah. same team as Miles Garrett, you're dead. You can't run, you can't pass. I, yeah, I don't see it that way. But <laughs> I'm just, hey, Aaron, Aaron Donald, Donald is prime. Okay, I mean, listen, I, to, I, I don't think any. You still, if the, if the other guys around them are not that good. As good as those guys are, yeah, they're going to make a huge impact. I agree with you. Right. But to make the difference of three wins, I, I just don't see it. I think I'm three's like, high. Three, three, okay. If you say hyperbole, but you give me two wins. You give me two wins. That's that's worth two wins. I'd I'm, you, I'd I, I'm one going one. I'm I'd going one. one and a half. I'll give you one. And I think that's a lot, by the way, because I think for the most part, 
no non-quarterback is worth wins or many more than one win. If you got multiple people. Right, we got two more things we got to yeah. do today, and we are going to transition to the first of the two. It was Father's Day on Sunday, so yeah. I know we mentioned off the top, but happy belated Father's Day to everyone out there. You guys uh, keep killing it. And there's been some phenomenal father-son duos in the history of sports. So we yes. went through, and I know we should have done this Friday beforehand. We're going to do it Tuesday on the way out right. and do our top five father-son combos in the history of sports. Now, I'm trying to – okay. I've yeah, seen this. No movie. chance Mike gets this right, but let's go. We're going to see. He's too young to get it right, so we'll – I dug deep on some of these. And we'll start with number five. We'll start with some hockey. How about Mark and Gordy yeah, Howe? Hockey on the list. Gordy, 23-time All-Star, no four-time Stanley Cup champion. He won the Hart hey, Trophy play six today. times, and he's a member of the Hall of Fame, too. That's a big Mark job. wasn't his dad, also a Hall of Famer, 12-time All-Star. Together, 35 All-Star appearances. Just because we don't watch hockey doesn't mean they don't belong on the list. <laughs> yeah, Bo. Ben, how about you? Talk about hockey. <laughs> You gotta only have sports that we talk about here. We I'm sorry, your Hall of Famers. You don't count because we don't watch your sport. F- That's F-hockey. asinine. Come on, let's go next. It's fine to have them on the list. No. Well done. No, they did Jesus. 35 between the two. Uh, number four, Bull. Close your ears because you're not gonna like this one either. This is a choice for Earl. Earl, take the mic. Tell them why like Dale Earnhardt, Earnhardt Jr. Yep. Senior oh are the fourth God. best father-son combo We got ever. Dale Jr., Dale Sr. Dale oh Sr. is a seven-time Winston Cup champion. Over list. 70 career victories. Dale Jr., over 27 career victories. Two uh, Bush Series championships, man. Collectively, they have the most super speedway wins of any driver in NASCAR history. Shout out to the Earnhardt, man. You see what your acceptance of hockey has now done to this list? <laughs> You're a bigot. That's what you are. You're a bigot. Coming up next, <laughs> soccer. I mean, geez, what do we got? The high lie, number one? <laughs> Croquet. I should have done this of all just things. I hope you have a cricket can't tan. No, I should. Uh, Bull, Bull will appreciate this next one. How about Bobby and Barry Bonds? Uh, you've already Barry, it. That should be number one. Obviously, the, maybe not obviously, but in my opinion, the greatest baseball player of all time, pre or post steroids, the home run king, seven-time MVP, 14-time All-Star, and Bobby, his dad was just the second page player in Major League history to hit 300 home runs, steal 300 bases. Those two both elite. And Barry, you're gonna so they should be number the one. And yes. the hockey dudes were all Hall of Famers, and they shouldn't be on the I'm list. I'm just saying, we—they're all Hall of Famers. There's Jason, more hockey guys you're coming. You're missing by the, the way. point. Of course, they're worthy of being on the list. My point is, I think Mike should have done a list of just the sports we talk about. That's my point. Not <laughs> friggin' NASCAR. Honor, honorable mention. Clay Matthews Sr. and Clay Matthews Jr. Bring it back to Cleveland. There you All go. All right. All right, number two. Whoa, whoa. How is that? That's kind of high, bro. Like, wow. I'm thinking about that. Clay Matthews. No, he's his ultimate. Uh, I, I mean, he's I got, mean, but I think they could make, I think so they can make the list. No. What do we know? Go ahead. Neither's a Hall of Famer. Go ahead. All right, number two. This is a trio. They Technically, get a little... neither Bonds is a Hall of Famer either. Well, I guess that is fair. Yeah, you're right. But that's the joke. I mean, stop it. How about the man? How would here? you put these guys ahead of the bonds? Four Super Bowl rings. Peyton oh, top five at the two, hardest position sons, ever fair. in sports. Yeah, yeah. There's Archie two of wasn't them. Very good. There's two of them, which gives them a little bit of yeah, a boost. Yeah, I know. Because Barry, because Bobby Bonds is better than Archie. Yeah, that's not close. Not close. But and Peyton, to have two sons yeah, who will both right. be Hall of Fame quarterbacks, right. four Super Bowls altogether. Yeah. And because if it was just one son, probably not in the I mean, top three. I mean, don't you three, think Peyton Manning winning only two Super Bowls is a disappointment? No. 
He, he played one more. He played against the greatest quarterback That's right. of all time. That's right. Head to head every single year. What are you wow. talking about? Should have beaten them more. Wait a minute. You said Let's there's go. more hockey to come. Oh yeah, baby. Oh my God. Who's your number one? Like how? How'd you leave the Griffies off? Oh, that's true. I wasn't even thinking about the Griffies. I thought that had to be when I talked one. when I said Bonds. Go ahead. That's a good point. How do you leave the Griffies off? Because the royalty of hockey. I watched one. <laughs> Dude, I watched I tried one. Defended you defended. You. I tried and this defending is what it you. got us. How, how we you, got this NASCAR oh. shit, <laughs> and then we got two hockeys. How do you not the have Knights. Sabonis on there? Not have who? Why do, how do you not have Sabonis on there? Or the Currys. So Sabonis, Sabonis is the one of the he is the greatest European basketball yeah, but player ever. Shit about European hey, basketball. Well, I mean, uh, <laughs> why don't you? That he's the a trailblazer. No. He, the disrespect that you guys are giving. He's Brett a trailblazer. What are you talking outrageous about? Outrageous right now. Bobby Hole, one of the greatest hockey players to ever skate. I'll this give earth. you one hockey, not ten two. Time, Mike, ten times. Ten times. You can't. The list is for our show. We don't know these sports. We don't guess know what? Culture yourself, Bull. We have Canadian watchers. Shout no, out, don't. Cam. Hey, listen, this is unacceptable. Cam, Cam, no offense. Nobody gives a shit hey, about hockey in come America. On, hey, listen, and we're all the, look, come on, man. We we got, you got Together, NASCAR. they have over 2,500 career Griffies. points, over 1,300 goals. Although Bobby's They're the probably royalty. better than Ken Seeger. They're Seymour. royalty. Bobby was better than Ken Seeger. really good. I, I thought Griffey's were going to be I would have one. the Bonds as one. I would have the Griffey's two. We are baseball apologists. Yeah. I. I mean, I, I guess the Mannings do have two sons, but Archie Manning wasn't any good. I would not have the Mannings on the list. I would really? not. Match up out of you. Yeah, I would not. Because, because what, but what did Archie do? It's right, father's son. The, you don't get a bonus points for two brothers. You're it's right. not the I, brother's list. It's, it's a great father's point. son. I'm with Jason on this. Manning's out. The, the dad, both parts of it have to at least be good. Yeah. And Archie was nothing. Yeah. And I got I, a question. I'll Charles give you got a one question. hockey, not two. I'll even mind NASCAR. I ain't giving you two oh. hockeys. I'll give Thanks, you one. Jason. I got not a question, two. though. I know, like, he's still in college, but is it too early to put Marvin Harrison and Marvin Harrison Jr. That's on the list? Yeah, you can't put them that, on the list. Don't, uh, that, that is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard in my life. Now, come back to me in 10 years. Earl. Are you kidding me, Earl? I'm so serious. He hasn't played a game in the pros. Got, Are you out of your mind? Come, come back to me in 10 years and we'll have that conversation. Not right I now. I mean, not this right is now. crazy, bro. There's, like, and by the way, there's nothing Marvin Harrison Jr. could do that would put him ahead of the Griffies or the Bonds. No. Nothing. No. He'd have to be better than Jerry Rice to even be. Well, to, to Marvin Harrison's a Hall of Famer. The dad, is he not? He's in the Hall of Fame. Marvin yeah, Harrison, the best comparatively ever. in his sport, is not as good as Bonds or Griffey. Bonds or Griffey. I don't, but Bo- wait a minute. No, no, no. no. Marvin are- Harrison Sr. is a Hall of Famer. Yes. So if Marvin Harrison Jr. like is a Hall of Famer. Yeah. Then they win. Oh, if he's a Hall of Famer, fine. He hasn't played a game in the league. I agree. That's why I said come back to me in 10 years. Jason, Marvin Harrison, is he even a top 10 wide receiver no. of all time? No. No. Ken Griffey Jr. and Barry Bonds are two of the ten best players ever. Yes. Two of the top, two of the top but five, t- in my opinion. Is but Marvin Harrison a Hall of Famer? Is he definitely a Hall of Famer? Yes, he Marvin is. Harrison yes. Senior is better than the dads we're talking about. Okay, so you're better than the dads. But I was so he has I like. But wait a second, it's like Family Feud. He's got 185 points. Yeah, you're right. You're Ken right. only needs uh, 15. I, That's I fair. You, I see what you But I was comparing the best of the of the pair. Yeah, yeah. So you were taking comparatively, you agree. That bar- that Mar- Look what you've done, Earl. Marvin Harrison Sr. is not in the same conversation with Ken Griffey Jr. and Barry Bonds. Oh, 
So, so I, Mar- Marv, I don't know, Marvin Harrison. No, 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 no. Is way better than you give him credit King for. King Griffey yes. Jr. and Barry Bonds are two are of the two top of ten best players ever. I would say top two of the top five ever to put a, a uniform on. What are you talking about? You think Morris, Marvin, Marvin Harris is not a top ten player ever? Are I you could, kidding? Did you say could, Bobby or Barry? I'm talking about the Suns. Ken Griffey Jr. and ba- and Barry Bonds. Did I say Bobby? I thought you yeah. said Bobby. Okay, Barry. Oh, okay, okay. Ken Griffey Jr. and Barry Bonds are top ten players in the history of baseball. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Now you want to dismiss because of the steroid? You do it. I'm not. All right, no. I got one more suggestion. I may have Is missed. Is Marvin Harrison Sr. a top ten player in NFL history? No, he's not. Top okay, 10. But, so what's the conversation there? But. Because the I was already, wrong to say there's n- nothing Marvin Harrison Jr. could ever yeah, do. Yeah. That was unfair. Right, yeah. right. But Marvin Harrison Sr. is not an all-time great to me. So you saying Marvin Harrison Marvin, Marvin, Marvin Harrison Jr. got a lot of heavy lifting to get him over That's the right. two. No, I see. I disagree. He just has to be a Hall of Famer. That's all. If he's a Hall of Famer, yes. If he's all, yeah. But that's a what. pretty big bar that's to tough. be a Hall of Famer. It is a pretty big bar. But, but the way they throw the ball, the, the way they throw the ball today, and the numbers he's, he could put up theoretically, yeah, but you, you'd have to put up even bigger numbers because a lot of guys are going to put up those. That numbers. guy. One more throw out there. Yeah. LeBron and Bronny. Well, wait a second. Does Earl actually think Marvin Harrison, is, senior, is compare is is a good comparison for Barry Bonds? No. And Ken Griffey Jr.? I, I, all I'm going to say is Marvin Harrison Sr. is absolutely 100% a top 10 wide receiver in NFL history Wide receiver is different okay, than all-time I don't think he player. is, but no. even if he is, he's not a top 10 player of all time, and those guys are. Is, right? Lebr- is LeBron top 10 ever in basketball? Of course. So, Bronny. Got to talk about LeBron and Bronny here. No. <laughs> Greatest high no. school player of all time. His dad's the best or second best NBA player of all time. No. I mean, all, 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 all this kid Bron- got a full ride to all, USC. That listen, just all happen. Bronny James got to do is win a six-man of the year, and they got the best duo. Uh, no, you left out the Currys. Who, Seth? Seth's not that good. No, S- Steph and Dell. I know. I know. Oh. I know. Dang, I know, you, you know. did kind of leave them. That is kind of crazy, bro. Like, I don't know but Del, Del wasn't good enough. By the way, you know it would be the, th- the family with the best three generations? The Mannings. Huh? The Mannings. <laughs> Arch, are you kidding me? He hasn't played in the league yet. <laughs> Arch, number one prospect in the history of college Irrelevant. Arch, Irrelevant. Arch, you know, I'm going to punch you right, both of you and Earl in the face. I'm going to punch you both in the face. You're just effing with me now. Uh, no, the best three generations are the be- Boons. The Boons. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, the yep. Bell- uh, nah, not the Bells. Boons would be better than the Gus, Bell. right? Gus Boone, Bob Boone, and Brett Boone. Yeah. Aaron Boone. Or is it Gus Bell? I think Aaron we're Boone. confusing the Bells with the Boons. <laughs> okay, legit. We do have a read, and we got to get one more thing in. And it's, this is serious. This is dope. okay. Love you, bull. I uh, can't wait to shoot your little league games. DJ Hazmat released his new single. Yeah. And DJ's, DJ Hazmat's our guy. Talked to him yesterday. I can't wait to play. It's out there. If you haven't heard it, you'll hear it in a sec. But it's brought to us by PCC Airfoils today. If you're looking for a job with career advancement and great benefits, well, PCC Airfoils is a leading manufacturer okay. in Northeast Ohio. All locations of PCC Airfoils at East Lake, Menor, Wycliffe, and Minerva are hiring for all positions starting at $18 and up. Plus, full benefit packages, paid time off, and a signing bonus. You can apply online at precast.com slash careers to learn more. We're going to get Haz back on during the season with his weekly songs, but this was his By the way, schedule he, release. He is, a, he is a Baker bro undercover. He is a Baker bro. He's, he's a recovering Baker bro. We're going to see if he got a Deshaun Watson bar in here. I know he got one. Let's see. This is DJ Hazmat on the Browns schedule release. 
If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Home games on the Cleveland Browns schedule. What? What up? So dog has Matt. Before I get started. Gotta say rest in peace to the great Jim Brown. Jim Brown, the GOAT. Best to ever do it. Salute. Yeah. Thank you, sir. We about to go on this 2023 schedule journey all the way to week 18. Let's go. I'm taking you up through the Brown schedule. All of the games. Starting with the Jets in August at the Hall of Fame. Okay. We'll be down the road in Canton for that exhibition. Yeah. Then it's Commanders, Eagles, Chiefs preseason expeditions. Week one, Bengals. Everybody think they so thorough. But I bet you didn't know we 4-1 versus Burrow. Yep. In the Battle of Ohio since he and Chase were drafted. And we only took an L because Deshaun Watson was practicing. Week two in Pittsburgh Monday night. Get your tickets, yeah. Miles ready to strike because he heard it was a picket there. And we ain't scared of Harris, Najee. I'm feeling confident. We'll smear the squealers all over Hinesville. Condiment. Get it? Or you slow and need to catch up. Condiment. Week three, more than Tennessee with a condiment. As we dominantly destroy a Titan for real. Whether D. Henry, Malik, Will, Levis, or Tannehill. Week four, bring Lamar and Baltimore to Cleveland. OBJ there too, that's all the more reason. To give a Redbird Raven a dog pound beating. Take a bye week five, come back still eating. Week six, the 49ers gonna be the feast. Feed my dogs rice and San Francisco treats. Week seven, I bet we give the Colts a smackdown. Lay them to rest in Indy since they call it Naptown. Week eight, we gon' offer Seahawk when we battle. Give 12 a nightmare. Have them sleepless in Seattle. Week 9, back home for Lil Kyler and the Cardinals. Them angry birds gon' find our bite is worse than our barking, though. Week 10, we off to Baltimore to make a statement. It's Dog Pound Nation. We don't flock with the Ravens. Week 11, we back home for Pittsburgh. Right before Thanksgiving, the ass whipping is getting served. Week 12, we don't give a damn about a bucking Bronco. Russell Wilson, Denver, or their new head honcho. Week 13, we at the LA Rams. Yo, they bought a Super Bowl and now their team is in shambles. 14, Jacksonville. quarterback, Trevor. Should a Jaguar survive in a rabbit dog pound? Never. 15, this just in. I don't care. At home, better beat up on a Chicago Bear. And Houston, you have a problem. Week 16, the return of Deshaun Watson, your homecoming king. Week 17, Thursday night, I'm taking all bets. We'll fly higher than Aaron Rodgers and them Jets, Jets, Jets. They Super Bowl contenders, why? Because Rodgers, that bad man. Um, Jets only fly at the bowl during the anthem. 18, we gonna finish right where we we started beating Cincinnati, leaving Bungle fans broken hearted. Got talent at key positions, but for some strange reason, they believing in every team except for Cleveland this season. Okay. On par for the Browns' hate. More of the same. In 23, we're going to make them put some respect on our name. That was awesome. Yeah. Cool. He kills it. Yeah. He set it up. Listen, he had a, he, listen, he had a, a, a Deshaun Watson diss again. I heard it in the, in the second or third bar. Mm. He said he, uh, he was who, practicing Who is year. more dying for Baker Mayfield to have a great season with Tampa, DJ Hazmat or Jay Crawford? <laughs> oh no, Jay Jay got a jersey. He I think it. Jay cut the strings on that. I think he. Oh no 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 listen no no no. Well he listen. Jay he, is still if he throws, he's holding on to it. I told you so. It's by a straw. 
Yeah. But if, if he catch, he's if holding on to that. That man, he gonna come in. He gonna have his clipboard ready. He gonna have a Gatorade, <laughs> and he gonna be I'm like, "I'm not saying he wants it to happen because Jay's. I know Jay's a diehard Browns fan and wants him to win more than anything. Yeah. But if the if Watson sucks and Baker's great, he will he will bring that up. I absolutely believe Baker's gonna be a star. I do. I absolutely believe Baker will be a star. No, you don't. On Big Noon Kickoff. <laughs> in two years. I was like, what? <laughs> I was looking at him. You walked right into that. You, uh, that was hook, Jason line, and sinker. You walked right into that. <laughs> I was surprised by that. That was good. Yeah. Like, yeah, he's, yeah, uh, yeah, he will be good on Big Noon Kickoff. By really? Way. Oh, yeah. I think he'll TV be. TV personality? He would be great. Because, yeah. He'll be kind of mediocre like no. this football player. No, he'll be No, he doesn't. He, he will be crazy. Because be I'm on, because he'll, he'll actually say who he don't like. That's true. He's got personality. Like, you he know what I'm saying? Like, he I will don't... be a star on TV. Bull, Fox real quick, Sports coming out to your game him. tonight. Yeah. What do, I, what do I need to be looking for? What are we G- looking for? No, give me just a little little preview of what I should expect with the camera. Well, it's tonight. a big game tonight. We're playing Once Upon a Time Toys. <laughs> we're trying to. Y'all's names, bro. <laughs> we're trying to sweep the season series against them. We've beaten them two out of two games so far. We're trying to sweep them three games. Um, I have stacked our lineup tonight, so you'll find out about that tonight. Overtime is next. See you in a sec. All right. Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.